And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Welcome to uh, DDT Wrestling. Well, yeah. Yeah, welcome, uh, DC Matthews. That DC Matthews on air. Thank you. How you doing there, Doc Manson? That Doc Manson. I'm pretty good. Crunchy. Oh, mouthful. Satiated. Um, what 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 are you crunching upon? You have, as you said before we recorded, you have sent me down a dark path. These are these uh. Snack Factory pretzel crisps that I had for the first time at your house, and uh, mm. literally I go through about a bag a week. That's a problem. <laughs> when did you come over? When did I? That was like WrestleMania, maybe. SummerSlam. Oh, SummerSlam. Oh, okay. So it hasn't been the better part of a year with you doing this. No, though they are non-GMO project verified. I have no idea what that means. It but, doesn't uh, mean anything. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to tell me about this. What exactly... I, I know that GMO stands for genetically modified organism. Yep. But isn't aren't most things GMOs at this point? Yeah. So, is this all just a fad? Is this just like a... Mostly. Way to make, way to make money? Mostly. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Let's get some science here into this show. All right. Um, genetically modified organisms. The... Um, as you said, most things at this point are genetically modified, and that's sort of an odd that's an odd title or branding to put on something because it doesn't really mean anything, although you can arbitrarily make it mean something, which is sort of what they've done. But you want to talk about genetically mod- modified organisms, well, you probably shouldn't be eating corn, corn on the cob. Um, the real corn on the cob, original corn on the cob, it's about the size of your pinky finger with tiny little kernels on it, all right? So over time, by selectively breeding strains of corn plants, we were able to develop what we now call corn, but that's still a form of genetic modification. Um, same thing with watermelon. Ever enjoyed a watermelon, DC? I love watermelon. But it has to be right. Size- well, they're about the size of a half dollar um, originally. Pretty much all seed, no real fleshy part. Um, and over the course of you know hundreds and thousands of years, I suppose hundreds or thousands—I don't know which. Probably not hundreds and thousands. But yeah, they were bred, and now we have what we consider a watermelon today. Again, a genetically modified organism. And the funny thing is, okay, I get it. I get it. That's not what we mean, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. That's not what we mean when we say genetically modified words. What we mean is when the man, when the science man, wearing that lab coat, when that science man gets his little gizmos, his hands, his dirty work into our, into our, into our food, into our tomatoes, and he gets in there with his little micropipettes and he starts injecting DNA and he starts changing things willy-nilly. That's what we're talking about, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. That's what we mean when we say genetically modified organs. That's what we're against. 
let me tell you something, DC Matthews at DC Matthews and AI. If you were a highly trained scientist with the genetic skill set, tool set at your disposal to, with great precision, go into the genome of an organism, of a plant, of a fruit, or whatever, go in there and selectively excise or change a single base pair out of the billions in an organism's genome, or maybe remove a gene, just one gene, out of the hundreds of thousands that might exist in any given plant or organism. If you could go in there with scalpel-like precision, know exactly what you're looking for, and remove exactly that one thing, why is that vilified compared to, well, I've got this one plant that sort of is a little better, and i got this other plant... That's sort of a little better. And if I make them do it, we can have another plant that maybe is a little more like the plant that I want. But you know, and that's what, that's, that's okay? Why is that okay? When you have two things come together and mix up their genomes, half is coming from the mother, half is coming from the father, you have no idea what mutations are being made. You have no idea which genes are being changed. You could have changes through who knows how many different parts of that genome. Things that you have no idea how they could be changing or making things different, but somehow just because that occurred through the process of reproduction, somehow that's better than going in with scalpel-like precision? Why on earth would that be the case? I love this show. I, I this This is... Among the highlights of my week, because we didn't, you know, we didn't decide, we didn't send each other messages this morning to say that this was going to be the topic. It literally just came out. And I, you know, and I'm like, I'm not saying anything. And I realized I I don't care. This is this is my entertainment for the week is listening to my best friend, Doc Manson at Doc Manson rant and now he's reading the topic that happened to be because you're absolutely right and i love the way you explain that is you know we're we're actually and maybe that's maybe it, the argument is you know we're letting nature take its course rather than you know going in there and choosing it for you know for you but you make a very valid point why wouldn't i want my food to be scientifically the best it can be if they can remove something to make food better or more flavorful or bigger i mean you know, so, i mean don't get me wrong i know the one thing people are going to say to me oh well have you ever had an organic tomato compare it to the tomatoes you get in the grocery store they're so much riper and plumper and redder and more delicious and such more flavorful yes i understand to make tomatoes more transport resistant that gene also did have an effect on the flavor. You're absolutely right. But you know what? The fact that now we're able to efficiently transport those tomatoes cross-country, have a stable shelf life, not bruise, still get where they're going, feed people, get you what you need, I think that is an acceptable trade-off. And maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you are maybe you think, oh, well, it's worth the extra $2 a pound for the original tomato. That's fine. Power to you. Keep it local. Don't feed the hungry of the world. You know, be selfish. That's fine. Go ahead. Let's not improve things and make them stable so we can actually get food to the, all the corners of the world. That's fine. You go ahead. You stand up for what you believe in. <laughs> it's just... 
There's literal anger in your face. And you you are only happy when I am in pain. I am at my most elated when you are raging at anything but me. I have this conversation <laughs> with Mrs. Matthews all the time. She'll get mad about something, and I'm like, yes, rail on it. Preach. Go, go, go. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, you're not mad at me. This is wonderful to watch. When you're mad at me, it's terrifying, and I hate it. But right now... You're mad at something um, else. What would the, you know, I wonder what would a, a grocery store, a mega mart look like if we got rid of all, you know what I mean? All of these people who, who say these things, what happens if their wish comes true and we get rid of all of these genetically modified organisms and all of a sudden you've got what, 12%, 15% of what your grocery store normally would have? Are you going to be happy with that? Or then you're going to be like, well, where are my granola bars? Where are my, you know, where are my delicious pretzel crisps? Now, granted, these are supposedly non-GMO products. I don't know whatever it was the saying was on the bag, but you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't have the luxury of being able to walk into a store and literally procure almost anything you need from an edible variety. And then at the same time, you know, you, like you said, if you want to buy organic, go ahead if that's how you feel. But to be fair, you know, living here in new England, as we do, we would not be seeing most of the produce in our, you know, supermarkets, if not for these GMOs that allow, as you said, these things to be transported. So don't get me wrong. I'm not necessarily, um, I, I get it. One of the big things that people are concerned about is, you know, genetically modified, um, corn strains, you know, Monsanto and how they make it more resistant to pesticides, herbicides, that sort of thing. So that way they can just load up and they can waste all these chemicals and that way the plant survives. And how much of that am I ingesting? And oh, fear-mongering. And oh, God, what are we doing to the earth? And, you know, there are some valid concerns in there. But at the same time, um, I don't think most people have a deep enough understanding of what all of that means they're worried because that sounds bad, but you know, I I don't know if you've noticed, but I have no idea what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just going to stop talking. I'm not coming. Uh, no, no, I'm no. I'm just going to. I'm just going to no, go ahead I, and tell the neighborhood right now. If you're if you're if you're penning your uh, hate mail, uh, uh, I actually I uh, I don't come down either way on the whole GMO thing. So uh, you can just keep your thoughts to yourself. Well, they can send that hate mail to ddtwrestling at gmail.com. But I think you've convinced me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the neighborhood, I'm officially gluten-free. <laughs> I've just decided. That's completely different. No, but I want to get you to rail on this because we have personal experience dealing with gluten and gluten-free and, you know, celiac disease, whatever that may be. Is that actually celiac a thing or is that a made-up thing? Celiac disease is legitimate. That is totally a thing that exists. And people who have it should not have gluten um, because it does. But but what percentage of people who claim to have it actually oh, have it? Um, I don't know. None? <laughs> not really. I mean, <laughs> you, the way you phrased it is why I said it that way. Now, people yes. who claim to have it, who knows what percentage that is. But there are, and I, and I, and I don't yeah. know what the incidence rate is in the general population, but it is fairly low. The thing that um, really took off with this gluten-free thing is there was a research paper, this is one that everybody points to, that said that there was um, conditions, gluten sensitivities that existed without being um, 
afflicted with celiac disease. So this is like a you know non-celiac gluten sensitivity. There was a groundbreaking paper, and that's the one that everybody points to when they're talking about, oh, I'm gluten-free, and it's so healthy for me. And, da, 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 da. Um, and the funny thing about that is that same research group you know, in that paper said that the gluten sensitivity looked like it looked real, but because of the size of their data set, they couldn't be conclusive. And so what they did was they went and then spent the next, I forget what it was, two years, five years, whatever, doing a much larger study, just like they said that they should before declaring such a thing. And in that follow-up study, that same group that this is all based on found that there is no such thing as celiac-free gluten sensitivity. Celiacs is totally a thing. It exists. But gluten sensitivity in people other than celiac patients is not a thing. So those people who say that they're gluten-free... Just because, you know, so why, why is it still such a fad? Why is it, you know, do people, when they stop eating gluten, do you even you know, know what gluten is, is it just because having watched enough Alton Brown, I know it is a, well, see, now I'm going to sound really stupid, but what else is new on this show? Um, it is a something that is in food. <laughs> no, come on. You said you had an idea. You've watched enough. So what is it? Well, they talk about it. I understand what gluten does. I understand what it does. It makes things chewy and all of those kinds of things. But, you know, I want to say it has... No, see, I'm going to look it up because... A, aha! Aha! Okay. I was going to say yeah, proteins and I right. was right. A mixture of proteins found in wheat and related grains, including barley, rye, oat, and all their species and hybrids. Yep. It's a protein. So, yes. That's so it's all that it is. Well, then why... And again, why is it that... Maybe it has to do with this paper. That's probably what it is. But all of a sudden, you know, we're picking that protein. How many different proteins are in foods? Not that, not that you're going to know the exact number. Billions? But it's, it just... It just seems funny to me that of the of them all, we picked that specific thing, you know. To, well, in all to fairness, gluten is have this cause it's against. A, it's, it's a it's a generalized name, so it's not referring to one specific protein, but like you know, it's a family of it's sort proteins. of like a it's like a general name for like a class of related sort okay. of things. And don't get me wrong, like it sounds like it sounds feasible. It, it's the group of related proteins they probably have similar antigenic markers that could stimulate the immune system be immunogenic and cause some sort of reaction but again the latest data does not support it so well and, and i think you know it comes free, back to the free, but that's your prerogative it, it comes back to the whole if you're going to have a gluten-free diet you are going to be eating more foods that are by and large considered healthy the gluten-free people that i know are the, a lot of them are the ones <laughs> not anyone who listens to this show thankfully otherwise we wouldn't be having this discussion but um they uh you know they they eat more fruits they eat more vegetables they eat more you know 
whole foods sort of things. And they're going to feel better and be healthier because when you eat those things, your body enjoys them. Whenever we go on, you know, whenever I go on a diet or try to watch what I eat, my body does feel better in a sense after a while because I'm eating foods that are, you know, they go to the parts of the body that need them. I'm not eating apple cider donuts or these pretzel crisps, you know. I actually eat a serving worth of them and not just take well, the bag yeah, you know, and wait for, you know. That's the real key to nutrition, ladies and gentlemen. It's just enjoying the things that you enjoy in moderation. That's the key. You want to have a donut? Have a donut. You want to have a pretzel? Have a pretzel. It's got gluten in it. It's not going to kill you. But uh, don't get me wrong. There, there, there's truth to things. Like if you're trying to lose weight, say, um, a low-carb diet absolutely has merit, okay? Um, by limiting um, the number of carbs that you intake, eventually your brain goes into a starvation mode. It starts going into, oh, geez, what is the name of that? Keto, what is that? Uh, I can't remember right now. Ketosis? Is that it? Ketosis? It might be. That's a word that begins with keto that I'm aware yes, of. Yes, yes, so. yes, that is what it is. When the carbohydrates are no longer available... Uh, Basically, you start breaking down ketone bodies, so these are just functional groups, ketones that are in your bloodstream, and your brain starts using that for food instead. And so your, your body does go into this sort of hyperdrive where it starts burning through the fat stores. Um, so that absolutely is a real thing. But at the same time, if you're just trying to maintain weight, if you're just trying to eat and be nutritious... You can have a donut. Having a donut is not like negative nutrition points. It's just not necessarily it's, – it's got calories in it. It's got stuff in it that's going to keep your body going. It might not have vitamins in it, but not everything has to as long as you're enjoying it reasonably, responsibly, and in limited quantities. That's fine. Yeah. Having one donut every now and then is fine. Having six donuts every day is a bad sure, idea. Sure, but at the same time, you want to talk about healthy stuff, you want to just – Hey, water. Water's so good for you. It's great, right? Drink five gallons of water. Drink ten gallons of water. Drink 20 gallons of water in a day. You know what's going to happen? You'll be dead. You go to the bathroom no, a lot. you'll be dead. Because you will drown at a cellular level. Really? Really. So what's what's the what's the maximum? At what point does that happen? Because you said five well, gallons, ten gallons, sure, and twenty gallons. But because I I have I have a large water bottle that I bring into my classroom. Am I gonna at some point terrify these children and shock them to their core by just you know? Um. Well, I don't know. I, I doubt that. You have to drink an awful lot of it. But let me think. It's. I mean, the condition is called basically water intoxication. Uh, and the reason why I remember it is because there was a radio show that was doing, like, a uh, a game show type thing for a free Nintendo Wii. And because the name of the console was Wii, they thought it would be funny to make people go to the bathroom. And so basically what the contest was was to drink as much water as you could. And this woman died. Oh, a 28-year-old woman and died. somebody Absolutely. died. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember exactly what it was about or how much she drank. All for the, ab- all for the ability to go bowling in your oh, living yeah. room. Yeah. And uh, she, she, she legitimately died. That's a thing. That happens. So healthy things, even those in excess. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if you ate nothing but lettuce for the next week? What would happen? Nothing You'd good. have incredible diarrhea. Lettuce has, isn't lettuce... 
isn't lettuce one of those negative things where it literally takes more effort? It burns more calories to eat it. That's what is that celery? That's celery that it I'm aware of. It burns more calories to eat it. I think lettuce actually has some positive nutritional value. It's not a negative calorie food, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Dark leaf lettuce, I suppose. Probably not iceberg, but right. dark leaf lettuce, right? right. And that's really sort of what I was talking about was iceberg. I mean, there's just just roughage in water. That's all that it is. I mean, you would just start, like I said, you'd have diarrhea until your ass was on fire. It would be the most uncomfortable thing in the world. <laughs> I, you can't just eat something because it's healthy. Again, moderation. It's key yeah. for everything. Well, they say the same thing for you know for the people that do the paleo diet where they don't eat carbs. You know, there's such a thing. I think it's I've heard about it. It's called protein poisoning, where you just eat too much. And again, it's the same kind of thing. You eat so much meat and you know protein that your body goes into some sort of crisis because there's too much of it. It can't manage it all. Now that we're 20 minutes into this podcast, DC Matthews. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. Speaking of not being able to manage it all, the world of professional wrestling, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Do you have a concoction, by the way? I just wanted to get that segue in there. We were both crunching to open the show, which granted was a good bit. But I was eating pretzels. You looked like you were eating something that at least was seasonal. What I have here is Halloween kettle corn from the Popcorn Factory. I obtained this uh, kettle corn for anniversaween, which is something that we do here in the Manson household. Um, The missus and I, we started dating on October 25th some years back. And so every year we kind of have a anniversaween event that we celebrate um and she got me well that's that's the most precious thing i've ever heard a box full of uh different sorts of specialty popcorn i've already gone through the caramel popcorn and this kettle corn halloween stuff is just kettle corn but it's colored black and orange and it's quite tasty i would recommend it is any of it pumpkin flavored i did tweet this out we talked last week about you know the potential for more pumpkin things. And I mentioned pumpkin pretzels and actually tweeted you a picture of pumpkin-flavored yogurt-covered pretzels, which just looked disgusting. Yeah, I didn't even like the way those looked. I thought that was a bridge too far. No. That was a kind of orange that, you know, just shouldn't exist. I will say, I do still have um, the Jell-O instant pudding pumpkin spice flavor sitting in my cabinet downstairs. We have not made it yet. So maybe next week we'll be able to have a taste of that. It's like a pumpkin pudding pie. I think it'll be delicious. There you go. Well, all right. Um, despite the fact that there's snow outside, Shut up. Uh, I'm just just stating a fact. You know, the, it's always entertaining to be a teacher on the first snowfall of the year because it's like these young children have never seen it before, and they it's they scream. They scream and they jump up and down and they start singing Christmas carols really? because in their minds that must mean yeah oh yeah oh yeah even the yeah. little I Jewish heard... children. I've only ever had one. Really? At least in my current school, which is a weird thing to say, it makes you wonder where I teach. But um, hmm. yeah, no, there, there was a lot of jingle bells being sung right. today. Despite it's the fact, and I was like, you know, it's not Halloween, right? And they were like, I don't care. It's Christmas. There's snow. And I was like, all right, you're young. That's how it works in your mind. <laughs> Out of curiosity, do you say that they always scream? Oh, this must be because it happens, you know, once a year, and then the next year you have different children, right? It's not the same children year after year. It... No, 
No, but it is. But I imagine they still they probably freak out slightly differently. But it's it's just every year without fail you see those those first flakes falling, and I just kind of like all right. The next five minutes we are not going to get anything done because any work I give them they're going to just you know put their pencil on their paper and stare out the window and there's just going to be a little line of what they're supposed to be writing that's just going to drip down the page. Mm. So. Well, anyways, that was I, I. You know, it was not our usual food uh, discussion. We're going to make this, a lot way, of enemies we, with that opening to the show. I don't think that's true. I think we're going to get. A, you know, I think people appreciate no. the fact that we have. Here's the thing that I've learned, and this is the reason why I keep my mouth shut with my opinions most of the time: is people don't care about science. People don't care about facts. People believe what they believe, and if you even attempt to suggest otherwise to them. They're going to write you a letter. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, well, it's so silly to, to be talk fair. about these things at all in public at all. Because nobody's listening. People have already made up their minds about To be everything. fair. You're not persuading anyone. One of the biggest stories of, you know, going on right now, which I don't want to get into, is, you know, obviously the presidential election. And... As part of the coverage, there's a group of people which, if you believe it, that's enough to make it a fact. If you believe it, and it's like that George Costanza line, you know, it's not a lie if you believe it. Well, I believe this is true, so therefore it's true. If they believe that, you know, they have a sensitivity to gluten or whatever, then by God they do. Well, psychosomatic and illnesses are totally a thing. Where you believe something to be true and therefore it becomes true. Yeah, and true. you can actually have physical symptoms if you believe something hard enough. The brain is an amazing thing, and it can trick your body into doing all sorts of things. Okay. Can you get your brain to trick yourself into the fact well, no. that uh, Hell in the Cell is going to be a fantastic No, because you see, in order for that to happen, you would actually have to believe it. <laughs> You come on, you're you you've you're got a good brain. Yeah. Start to there's you know. No, there's no part of me, no particle, no 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 component that believes Hell in a Cell is going to be a great show. I'm sorry. Oh, I I I do think it's going to be. I think it will be a fine show. I think it will be a fine show in the same way that No Mercy was a fine show. In the same way that Backlash was I a fine show. In the same way the Class of Champions. Was I think a fine Hell in a Cell will be actively worse than most of those Matt, most of those pay per views. Events, whatever. Most of those things you just mentioned. Why? Repetition. Three cell matches in a given night. You're not wrong. I suppose that would, you know, if there's going to be something that is the kiss of death of this pay-per-view, it is the fact that we're seeing three of them. I have Um, similar concerns about Survivor Series. Same kind of three three elimination matches? Well... Maybe I should just and see, uh, and take again, a break this could, and come back in two months. What do you think? Just in time for TLC, yeah. where it's going to be, where it's probably going to, we're going to see at least two TLC matches. You think we can see and probably Brock one match? Versus Goldberg in a TLC match? No, oh. but I think we could potentially see Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg at Survivor Series, at the Rumble, and at Mania being brought to you. Uh, is it a pumpkin? Please tell me it's a pumpkin quesadilla. Please. It's just a chicken quesadilla. Oh. Sorry. No pumpkin. Come on. A Hey, high five, Mrs. Manson. Yeah! A pumpkin pudding quesadilla. 
That would be disgusting. Okay. All right. Well, while, while you eat your chicken quesadilla, and I hope you do enjoy it, I made some risotto yesterday that was quite good. The sad thing is I'm almost out of water. Well, send another, you know, send another text or stomp on the floor really loud and she'll come up and fetch you whatever you need. Um, That's not nice. I'm, if you texted, she would bring it to you. If I asked nicely. Well, and I'm sure you would stomp on the floor very nicely. Oh, there would be an implied please in that. Yeah. Um. I think repetition could be a factor, but I'm going to choose to remain optimistic. I am the Pope of Positivity, despite what one of our emails is going to accuse me of. Um, but, uh, you know, I've got eight matches here, so let's get right into it while you enjoy your quesadilla. Uh, the pre-show is actually something I'm looking forward to. We've got a six-man tag, uh, and of course, now that I'm saying it, I've forgotten who the participants are. But, uh, ah, here we go. Is that the Cruiserweight yes. one? Yes. Cedric Alexander, Lince Dorado, and Sin Cara versus Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and Arya Davari. How am I going to tell Sin Cara and Grand Metallic apart? Well, Grand Metallic hasn't debuted for WWE yet that I'm aware of besides that first match. And uh, Sin, Cara, Sin Cara's got the ears. He A lot of these guys are finishing up their independent dates. You know, Noam Dar and Jack Gallagher, I believe, were finishing up in the UK. Um, even Gargano and Champa ended their stuff in late September. So, you know, a lot of them are... And I suppose it makes sense... We could have a separate conversation or series of conversations on the cruiserweights and their push or lack thereof. But, um, you know, you don't want to suddenly flood the market with a dozen different cruiserweights when you're only going to give them two segments. So staggering it does make sense, though I would make the case that, you know, I didn't even know Arya Davari was part of the WWE cruiserweights. I saw that picture for the six man tag match. And I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Because he had, you know, the headgear on. You know, I'm excited about this. What is that called? The headgear? Yeah. It's not a turban. I don't know what it's called. Burka? I thought the... Man, I feel really insensitive right now. I don't mean to be. I just... Why can't I... No, a bur- I, I maybe it's a headscarf because oh, a burqa okay. covers their face, their face too. The fact that yeah, we're the right, fact that right. we're looking it up, I think, saves us. You know, we happen to not really. I don't think that saves us. I think that makes us even worse. It would be worse if we didn't say anything at all. Well, now this is saying that uh, could be the. Never mind. I understand what you're talking about. I believe it is the... I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm trying to find the... That's why I was tempted not to do it, because I want a phonetic thing here. But it's the kefia, or the kufia, which is more of... Yeah, that is what uh, Arya Davari is wearing. So the fact that we looked it up. We took the time to look it up. We didn't just make an insensitive statement and... If someone could please send us an email with the phonetic pronunciation of that. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. We do have two emails we will get to later in the show. Um, I'm excited because uh, our mascot, Lindsay Dorado, 
is part of it. Um, I don't need to see Sin Cara again, but he's there and there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, and I also like Tony Nese. I like Cedric Alexander too. I like most of these guys, so I'm excited for the match. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say the faces win because it's on the pre-show and usually faces tend to win on the pre-show. What do you think? Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. What were you doing? I was reading about hold your Wii for a Wii contest. Is that a video game thing or is that a you try not to use the bathroom for a week? Yeah. That's not going to work. That's speaking of things that would make you. That's the one where that woman died. She kept drinking. Not only were they drinking, but it was to hold it as long as you could. And what happened? Something exploded? No, she just died from water intoxication. I would imagine at some point, though, the bladder would burst. Rupture? And that would be. I imagine that's. Maybe. And then you have all of. It's pretty. It's pretty flexible, though. So I, don't I don't know, but then you have, like, the uric acid getting into the body, which can't be a good thing, and... Oh, no, not at all. Anyways. Mm. Do you want to talk wrestling? Because we can, we can drop this if you want to just look up odd ways to die. Like, we can have that podcast if you want. Maybe another day. Uh, I was talking about the uh, that I was excited for the Cruiserweight Six Man, but I believe the baby faces will win because it is the pre-show, and... Baby faces tend to win on the pre-show. Do they? I I suppose I don't have any facts to back that up, but I would think in this instance this will be, you know. I feel like Nia Jax won every pre-show match she's ever been on. It's a different set of circumstances. And speaking of which. I feel like Baron Corbin has won every pre-show match he's ever been on. Well, fine. If you want to do the research, go ahead and do the research. Speaking of which, where in the world is Nia Jax? I feel like we haven't seen her in weeks. But, uh. Where in the world is Nia Jax. Carmen San Diego. Yeah! (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Your your computer is not going to enjoy that you hit the desk that hard because literally you started shaking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Would you like to say the heels then for some variety? Nah. (laughs) Okay. That I'll write down the faces. I'm surprised we haven't seen Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn added to this card yet. Maybe we will by the... Did they wrestle on Raw? I feel like they did. I have no idea. I feel like they had a confrontation. Maybe it didn't result in a match, but... How much of somebody had an arm wrestling match? What that was, was that? Bailey and Dana Brooke. Speaking of which, oh right, that was terrible. We'll be heading into that match next. Nice segue there, sir. Um, I'm going to look know, it up because now I'm wondering. I feel like I no, that's not what I wanted. Um, Sammy, Sammy Zayn. So tell me about why why was the arm wrestling segment not as good as it could be? Oh, because Bailey was part of it. And no one likes Bailey. This says... Okay, this says Braun Strowman versus Sin Cara. But then it talks about how Sami Zayn was out. Braun took the mic... Or Mike. 
<laughs> and said he asked for better competition. Sammy attacked him. Braun caught him and slammed him into the barrier, and that was the end of it. All right, so they were supposed to have a match, but they didn't. I Yeah, I think that's going to get put in either as part of the main show or as the second match of the pre-show. Uh, but either way. Okay. Did you say that nobody likes Bailey? Is that what you just said? It is what I just said. Do you want to expand on that, or are you happy just making it a blanket statement and leaving? You want to talk about getting hate mail. That's what's going to get us hate mail. Forget this whole, you know, science mumbo-jumbo. But you're... Please, the Bailey comment was a joke. It was a joke. I, I, but... I don't think she's as popular as she could be. I feel like WWE has really no idea what to do with her right now. Well, that's a true statement. But before we talk about Bailey, I'm predicting Braun Strowman. I didn't even write that down, but I will, just because I think it would make sense. Although I could also see them never addressing it again, and Braun moving on to different competition, and that just being a way for WWE and Vince McMahon and friends to say how they feel about Sami Zayn. But oh, we know how they feel about Sami Zayn. All right, so Dana Brooke and Bailey, they had an arm wrestling. Uh, how, what do you feel about this? On Twitter, a lot of people were mad at the crowd, chanting boring at them. Oh, you not, that's disrespectful. But, but, I mean, don't you think that, like... During the arm wrestling segment? Is, huh? Yeah, well, don't you think when something is legitimately boring, like an arm wrestling segment... I think arm wrestling segments okay. are among the dumbest possible things to do during a wrestling show. They could have had... I would place them just slightly dumber than a contract signing. I wasn't going to go there because a lot of people like contract signings, but I tend to I agree. said it was dumber than. I, I didn't say it was less dumb. I said it was dumber than. Yes. I didn't I didn't put any any divisions there. I didn't put any... I feel like uh, a contract sign, I feel like a contract signing is the the perfect way to stall for time when you've booked three weeks worth of content and there's four weeks until the pay-per-view you slap a contract signing there in week four and ah very good let's tie that off with a bow um I, I think they absolutely should have chanted boring. If you're going to bring out an arm wrestling segment, and then you're going to put, and again, this is a reflection of the way that Bailey's being booked. Not that I'm saying I could do it better, but she's in a feud with Dana Brooke, which people are going to dislike to begin with because it's demeaning to her. And then you put them in an arm wrestling segment on top of that. Yeah, they're going to chant boring. And I don't care what it says to the people in the ring. It was boring. When I saw that, I had gone, I think I had gone to bed to that point, or I was in bed, and, you know, I happened to see something about an arm wrestling contest, and I just chuckled to myself and was grateful that. Oh, where's your water? Ah, there we go. More mead. More mead. Thank you. Um, uh, I like Dana Brooke. I don't dislike her as much as I used to. Yeah. I don't think she's particularly good, but I think she's perfectly serviceable in the ring. Wouldn't she make more... When she talks, you hate her. Wouldn't she make more sense on SmackDown? Doesn't she seem seem more... Well, I don't know that Bailey would make more sense on SmackDown, but I think Dana Brooke fits. I think she does. You do? I think they both would be better on SmackDown to some degree. 
uh, Bailey, I think, has that raw moment in her. I, I do think that she belongs in that roster at some point. But it's like, okay, yeah. No, actually, I'm, I'm going to rephrase. It's not so much that I think Bailey belongs on SmackDown, like Dana Brooke belongs on SmackDown. It's, it's more that I feel like SmackDown could use Bailey better than Raw. Who would go, let's say you were making a trade and you sent the two of them to SmackDown, would you send, would you send like, Nikki Bella no. and someone over? No, I, 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 just, I would leave it alone. So then the Raw women's roster would be Charlotte, Sasha, Nia Jax, and... Emelina. It, well, I mean, it practically is just that, anyways. So, I guess Raw literally, Raw literally would have lost an arm wrestling contest, and that's it from this past week. And everything else could have been the same. You could have replaced that arm wrestling contest with Nia Jack squashing nobody because it's about the same amount of entertainment value. Like, I don't think Raw loses anything by losing those two competitors. All right. That's a fair point. I think it would long-term, and I think you need to fill it. Well, long-term, maybe. But, um, I... but hey, there's trades. There's drafts. There's things that are going to happen in the new year. I mean, it's not indefinite that these rosters are the way Have they you are, heard so. anything? I saw this rumor out there uh, right around the time that SmackDown laid the challenge for Survivor Series that the winning brand would get three picks from the losing brand. Have you seen anything about that, or was that just a fan no, rumor? I don't read wrestling websites. It was a, though, it was so. tweeted, which I suppose is you know just somebody else reading a wrestling website, but it was it was tweeted. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Dana Brooke wins this. And part of that's because yeah, I'm... Yeah, probably. Well, and see, and part of that was I was expecting you to pick Bailey, but... I, I think they're going to try to tell the long-term, you know, underdog story with Bailey, where she's got to lose a bunch before she can come ahead and win the big one. Uh, so. I agree. All right. Also, I don't know if you know this, but Dana Brooke is the next big thing. She's Brock Lesnar? Yes. Or at least they want her to be. So. I don't know. They're going to. Keep on pushing it. I would imagine that, you know, because you would have to believe, and we could talk about this more when we talk about the the women's title match, but you would have to believe that this is it for Charlotte and Sasha, which means whoever wins is going to need to face somebody new. I'm terrified to think that's going to be Dana Brooke. Yeah. Actually, it's going to go along with with my prediction for the women's match. Uh, Which is? Charlotte. I don't care that it's in Boston. I don't care that... What does that have to do with that? Sasha's anyway? from Boston. Is she? Yeah. Did not know that. I don't know if she's... You know, but she... she that's the, that's They always call her the hometown girl when they're in Boston. So people are like, they're not going to have her lose this history-making event in her hometown. And I'm like, yes, they will. They absolutely could. So, uh, yeah, I think Charlotte's going to win, and we're going to get the Charlotte-Dana feud that nobody asked for but is was kind of cool when it was foreshadowed a couple weeks ago. So I'll give it to Sasha. All right. Any particular reason why? She's barely held that belt for any amount of time at all. So They need to do something with her. I would I would sincerely hope so. 
I'm I'm thinking just as just spitballing here, but I'm thinking she loses, gets frustrated, and we see her turn heel in the near future. That would be nice because her face character is. I liked Eddie Guerrero. I never met him, but he was my inspiration. You you and you, know, you have an impeccable Sasha. You have an impeccable Sasha Banks impression. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I take pride in that. I practice. I'm a man of a thousand voices. I don't know if you knew that. Write that down. Write that my... down as a weekly wrestling news spot is we interview the man of a thousand voices and they're just all terrible. <laughs> well, how dare you, sir? I'm just saying, no. It's I'm going off of that. Yours is impeccable. I would have to play the man of a thousand voices. Oh, I see. I see. So. The man of a thousand and one voices. Uh, how did you feel about the list of Jericho going missing? It was the best thing that happened to Monday Night Raw this week. Wasn't it the only thing besides Curtis Axel actually being able to cut a decent promo, which was nice? Did you hear that they confiscated I Curtis Axel's signs? I did, which I find so ridiculous. I find, I find it, it's ridiculous that anybody anybody brought a Curtis Well, he's Axel it's sign. in Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. Of course they're going to make signs. All right. I, I just love the fact that they're, you know, it's so ridiculous it has to be true. You wouldn't make that up. No. So it has to be true. And just the fact that they, it's just WWE once again trying to tell us what we like and what we don't like. Just, you know. Anyways, that's another match I was hoping we would see on this, but uh, it kind of already happened. I was like, let's put Bo Dallas versus Curtis Axel in a cell. Let's just have four cell matches. Why not? Put that one on the Why pre-show. Not? I want Bo Dallas and Axel to come out, and I want them to demand the cell be lowered. Honestly, they should just have the cell down for the entire show at this point. That's how I feel. Lockdown with a roof. Yeah. Hell in. Shut in. <laughs> cell. Shut, it, shut in a cell. I, I, I don't know. Spitballing. No, I like work. it. I like we'll it. I like it. it. We'll workshop know. it. Um, Enzo and class take. Oh, class. Enzo and Cass taking on the club in a fantastic tag team feud that has gone on for at least ten days now. It feels like that that feud's been happening. Yeah. Your prediction. Your production, sir. Um. Given that there's absolutely nothing writing on this, um, I don't know. Who came out on top on Raw? I, I can't even remember. Uh, Do I have to look this up right Enzo, now? Enzo, I believe. Enzo, Yes, it was, because Enzo beat Carl Anderson, and people were complaining that Machine Gun Carl Anderson, oh, how you've fallen, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, despite the fact that we all love Enzo Amore. Oh, my goodness. Enzo won. Yeah, so the club, I guess. Go say the club. I will say Enzo and Cass. Cool. Just to be be different and just because I think if WWE is going to push one of those two teams, it will be the homegrown team. All right. I can tell we're missing the science talk. (laughs) Um, 
random aside, does James Ellsworth screw up from SmackDown result in Dean Ambrose turning heel? Um, does Dean Ambrose beating up James Ellsworth make him a heel? I mean, let me ask a broader question. Does Dean Ambrose actually legitimately turn heel in the next 12 months? Your production, sir. No. I'm inclined to agree, though I wish he would. Yeah, me too. But I think you're right. I think he's just going to be this little tweener thing for the rest of his foreseeable future. That's his new nickname. Instead of the lunatic fringe, it's little tweener Dean Ambrose taking a... Um, we were talking about tag teams, so let's do the tag team title. New Day versus Cesaro and Sheamus. I feel like this feud lasted like two or three weeks too long. If that New Day. if that match had happened right after they each did the Facebook Live things. And didn't they wrestle? Like, they actually wrestled on Raw. It was a non-title yeah, match, but they wrestled Sheamus on Raw. Won. Cesaro and Sheamus... The tag team who cannot get along won the match on Raw. I I am flummoxed and confused sometimes by the... Wh- why would you do that? Why would you have that match six days before you're going to have that match? I assume it's because how else do you build them up as credible challengers other than having them go over... The New Day. I mean, before that, they were just two random guys. They're telling the story. These guys can't get along. They can't win a match. You throw in a So six... having them actually win shows that they're more of a credible threat. You throw in a random sixth guy and you make it a six-man match. Then at least it's not exactly the tag, you know. I know. I know. Cesaro I teams really with Sheamus and it. Neville to take on New Day, and you don't even explain why Neville's there. He's just there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is how I feel about Neville. <laughs> he's just there. There's no explanation needed. He's just, oh, yeah, There's no guy. explanation for Neville. Can you do a red arrow, please? Thank you. That's all we need from you this week. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to also yeah. say New Day because yeah. it, it just doesn't make, you know. I Again, had it happened, had it happened right after they, you know, sat and did the Facebook Live thing for each other's matches, I could see them winning the tag team titles. But at this point, it almost feels overplayed. Uh, speaking of which, I am predicting a new cruiserweight champion. Uh, okay. <laughs> How you doing over there? I got tired. <laughs> well, it's because there's too I'm much wrestling, wrestling, and you had too much gluten. Oh, the damn gluten! Get me down! Uh, but yeah, I I think. WWE is going to uh, push a little bit of a panic button in terms of these cruiserweights, and they're going to, you know, say that Perkins isn't a credible champion despite the fact that he's been given almost nothing to do, and they'll put the belt on Kendrick for a while. That is my prediction, sir. Do you have a rebuttal? Um, TJ Perkins will win because he's a cool guy with cool music that people liked that one time. I like this because we have predicted one to seven matches and actually three of them we have differing opinions. Usually it's only like one or two per card. Well, the thing is I don't actually have an opinion on this match. Like, Are you actually going to watch this? Are you going to watch this pay-per-view? 
Probably. Will it be on in the background on Sunday? Yeah. I'll be setting up Halloween stuff for sure, just like I was this last week. So You still have more stuff to set up? How many well, how many, I'm doing I'm wiring things now. How many so hours like, I was listening to our show. And I don't often do that, but I wanted to uh I wanted to hear the backdoor donut segment. So I was <laughs> it, it was hilarious. I was in a grocery store. I got awkward looks. Um but uh I was listening to you talk about the wiring thing, and I was like, I am so not a man. Because you were like, oh, I need to go shopping for resistors. And I'm like, I don't even know what a resistor is. I believe it resists things. But I, you know, I I wouldn't even know. Well, I could guess where to buy one, but I wouldn't even know what to look for. There's a whole, you know, you and, and our tall friend will be, when the six of us get together... And the two of you start talking about fixing computers or all this stuff. And I understand it is fairly geeky, sort of masculine things. But I sit there and I'm just like, I feel like I should just sit on the floor and play with some crayons or something. Because I am just not anywhere near that level of knowledge base. That's okay. You like the sports ball, and that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I do like a bit of the sports ball. I suppose that's true. All right, so we each have our things. but uh, Yeah. It's all about what makes us special. How many hours have you spent? Unique little snowflakes. Thank you. Thank you. How many hours have you spent looking or working on Halloween stuff this year, if you had to guess? Um, um, a dozen. I don't know. That's, so that's pretty impressive. I will. I still have another window monster that I want to make and paint and all. That. My my so. list of Halloween preparations will be to go buy some candy we don't like, and um, and then I'll be done. We didn't even carve a pumpkin. Oh. I will do more. I will do more to prep because they, I have some things that I will be doing uh, in my classroom on Monday. Some sciencey sorts of things that. That I will be doing. Do you have any? You, Do you dress up for Halloween? Uh, tomorrow we are doing a little field trip, and I will be dressing up in a very. I I do intentionally lame costumes, like literally. Last year I just wore uh, jeans, a white button-up shirt, and I took one of Mrs. Matthews' scarves and put it on my head, and I was a pirate. That was the extent of my dressing up. I think I tried to take some tin foil and make a hook, and it just didn't work. Plus, it was borderline a weapon, which is not okay in a classroom. So, uh, this year, I will be wearing the same white button-up shirt and some suspenders and a newsboy hat, and I will be a 1920s paperboy. Which I'm sure the seven-year-olds are really going to appreciate. You must be a big hit. I am in different ways. Um, yeah. I was going to say something. I think you were saying, the, the, do I dress up for Halloween? Uh, do you, You're a scientist. Do you have in your possession any xanthan gum I can borrow? I do not. I apologize. That's all right. I'll have to see if I can get some on the World Wide Web. Are you looking to cook with it? Uh, I have seen a something where you can make a slime, and the xanthan gum will allow the slime, because it's like a baking soda vinegar thing, but if you add the xanthan gum, it will allow the baking soda and vinegar reaction to happen over a long period of time. So I would like to create a mini bubbling swamp. And okay, app- cool. apparently I need xanthan gum. All right. That sounds but either neat. way. Um, all right. So you're prepping for Halloween. So it will be on in the background. Um, 
since we're down to, you know, the the two big matches here, or two of the three, I suppose it is a it is a triple main event, triple, <laughs> triple main event. Uh, if you had to guess which match is closing the show, which match will be on last? What are the three matches again? You tell me. There's the women. Yeah. There's the women. There's Roman Reigns versus Rusev. That's two. There's one more title match in a cell. Okay, uh, Kevin Owens versus Jericho? No. You know it. Don't. Seth Rollins. Yes. Okay. Uh, and that would be my guess. I guess the Universal title closes the show. I, I honestly believe they're going to open with Charlotte versus Sasha. If they were going to... One. Evidence. One. They took the main event of SmackDown, the title match, put it in the opening slot, and called it the main event. Yeah. I think that is in favor of the women opening the show being called a main event in that position. Yes. Two, they are now saying triple main event. If they wanted to make a big deal out of this, if they really wanted the women to be the main event, be the final match on that card, they would have committed to that by now. They wouldn't have gone this whole three main event thing they wouldn't have done it that way so that to me again to me they're showing their hand and telling me that the women will not be the final match on that card well and everything i've seen for the last week says you know, all of this stuff about the triple main event screams to me that they're i don't even know what the expression would be that they're you know they're making their hedging case. Their thank bets. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They are hedging their bets and they are trying to, you know, get people to lament it now. But and and just answer me this: What is worse? Is it worse for the women's cell match to open the show, or is it worse for the women's cell match to be shoved in the nine fifteen slot in the middle of the show? To me, the middle of the show is worse. Yeah. You know, you're you used to be a musician. I was a musician. I was always told you want people people are gonna remember your opening number and your closing number. So if you open with the women and you close with Owens and Rollins and maybe Jericho and maybe Triple H, that's what people are gonna it's like, take it's away. It's like a stand up comedy. Exactly. You end with your funniest joke and you start with the second funniest. Yes. We would always start... Second place. You, We used to... The secondary of the two. That's what you open with. As <laughs> the list of topics that people... People are going to write us like five-step hate mail. <laughs> I will now take you to... How about Mick Foley this week, huh? Was he on the show? He was on the show. Talking down to Sasha and Charlotte. How they don't, as women, they couldn't possibly understand 
what they're going to be going through in Hell in a Cell. So let me, Mick Foley, a man, explain it to you. You, you women who clearly have no comprehension of this thing that you have agreed to do. Didn't we do this two years ago with Rollins and Ambrose? Didn't he do the same thing? He came out to warn them about Hell in a Cell. He sure did. But this time it just looked so much more tone deaf. So much more tone deaf. <sighs> I wonder if that was their way. And I'm sure they didn't put this much thought into it. But I wonder if that was their way of going. You kind of screwed us over fully. You went, you went on your social media... And you talked about how these women are going to be the main event when that wasn't our plan. And now we have to do this whole thing. So now you're going to go out there and intentionally, you know, you have to do this thing that's going to hurt their, you know, hurt the way they came across. Uh, yeah, I would open with it. Open with it. Let them do really well. Save Dana and Bailey for, you know, 10, 20 right before the real right before the universal title match. Like I, you know, I think that's, you put it, you put it first. It means something. You put it in the middle. It means nothing. Right. Uh, speaking of that, the U S title, Rusev versus Roman Reigns. That's probably going yeah. to be the middle cell match. If I had to guess, you know what the thing that is flying under the radar for everyone on this thing. Everybody's all upset about the women. Everybody's all talking about the universal title. That R- Rusev sideburns the, look ridiculous. Well, that too. But the real, the real travesty here, the real tragedy, if you will, is that Roman Reigns has snuck his way into the main event again and nobody cares. Nobody's talking about that. That's the real awful part about this. The triple main event means Roman Reigns is in the main event again. They found a way to do it, slip it in the back door, donut, and and now nobody's mad about it. They did it. They got it. They got Roman Reigns back to the main event, folks. They did it. Mission accomplished. I am on an aircraft carrier. Banner behind me. Mission accomplished. Congratulations, Mr. McMahon. Do you have a you did it. Do you have a checklist? Did you sit down today? Because I know you had some frustrating homeownership things happen to you right before. Did you make a really quick checklist? How many people can I irritate? How many people can I tick off? And so, all right, uh, fans of women's wrestling, people with gluten sensitivity, the Roman Reigns crew Nobody has gluten sensitivity. Not a thing. I'm going to upset all of these people in a one in a 90 minute podcast. Uh, I I I thought that what was flying under the radar that actually and you know I'm gonna I understand what you're saying, but the Rusev Roman Reigns. I'm making fe- a serious point. The Rusev Roman Reigns feud is the best of these three feuds. I would say. Or if not the best, it is the one that is most deserving of a cell match. These two have been fighting since SummerSlam, or maybe even the pay-per-view before SummerSlam. It's been months in the making. It's gotten personal, you know. Like, it would even make sense if Rollins and Owens had gone up against each other a few times, and, like, you know, we'd gotten some sort of payoff, some sort of Triple H involvement again somebody inserting themselves in causing interference costing Rollins and then okay we have to put him in the cell so nobody gets in nobody gets out and they just get to fight it out to the end like that would at least be a story that necessitates 
Hell in a Cell. Yeah. I really and, expected this to not be a Cell match. Like, I was like, maybe they will do something where the Universal title match isn't necessarily fought in a Cell. And, you know, I was wrong, obviously. But, again, Reigns and Rusev, I think, are... It, it has never before bothered me to have a gimmick match. Let me rephrase. To have a pay-per-view dedicated to a gimmick match. It has never bothered me before that there is something called the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and there's going to be a Hell in a Cell. It has never once came up in my mind as something that bothered me previously. But this time, for some reason, there was just like zero justification at all for like any of these matches. And yeah, I'll give it to you. If one of them was somewhere close, it would be Reigns Rusev. But what are they like? It means nothing. Hell in a Cell, this great blow off, this structure that can only contain Satan and his dog. I don't know what the saying is. Whatever, you know that thing. That would have made that would have made the kennel from Hell match better if it featured Satan and his dog. (laughs) Am I right? Um. And the the thing that's interesting to me is if you're going to have this, you know, I don't like gimmick pay-per-views as a rule, but if you're going to insist on having this once a year, it's not like it goes, it's not like it randomly shows up. It's in October. It has been for years. Build for it. Start the feud in June that is eventually going to end in the cell. You know, pick your people, whether next year, I imagine next year it'll be a SmackDown pay-per-view. So whether it's going to be Bray Wyatt and AJ Styles or it's going to be, you know, Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin or whatever the feud is going to be, start it early, make it grow and grow and grow and grow and grow in intensity until by September there's no other alternative but to put them in a cell. Anyways... Um, I'm going to say, oddly enough, because I just kind of did the booking in my head, uh, I'm going to say that Rusev wins the U.S. title back and wins this Hell in a Cell match. Because, like you said, they sneakily... Would you? How much kettle corn are you going to eat? The whole bag. Didn't you have a cookie at one point? Wasn't there a cookie in the shape of a ghost? Yeah, I ate that before we really got started, though. So. All right. Was it pumpkin flavored? No. It was a butter cookie. Frosted? No. I'm um, see. I, I can't do those cookies that just are so. Don't you know th- that 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 blue tin, the Danish? Yeah, I'm aware of what you're talking about. With the and yeah, I mean, I know what you're talking. Like those aren't great, but though there is a few cookies of type of cookies in that tin that have like the granulated sugar. on Oh them. yeah, okay, those are good. Those are good, and that's what that goes. Okay, because like. I was gonna say the regular butter cookies are very one note to me, but adding the Adding the granulated sugar on top makes it better. Um, yes, it does. WWE yes, went does. ahead and put Roman Reigns in the main event in a way that no one kind of saw coming. And stop saying you're addicted to sugar. That's not a thing. Go on. Sugar. Do, 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 do. Uh, I think Reigns is the next guy to challenge Owens, unless they pull the trigger on Owens Jericho, which they could. I think that's more likely. Eh, I don't know about more likely, but and I suppose it, they got it. If they're not going to do it, well, 
Jericho's supposed to be leaving, though. I don't know. I you know he's he's. If they don't do it now, they're not going to. He's do it, he's so. so on fire. I could see them going to him, or even him being like, "I can't leave now. Like this is too good." But he's going on tour. Like he's probably already sold tickets. I imagine they could work around that in some form or fashion. I don't know. Either that or Owens is going to snap and beat up Jericho and put him on the shelf, and Jericho will come back in time for a WrestleMania match. If the- I think that's more likely. Owens beats the living bejesus out of Jericho on Monday night or something. Well, and that changes things, because if that's the case, then both of my predictions change, because then it becomes Reigns-Rollins win. Because Owens only snaps and attacks Jericho if he loses the title. There would be no reason for him to keep the belt and attack his best friend. Yeah. So I suppose it depends. That that makes sense, too. I was seeing it as Rusev wins and Reigns goes on to challenge Owens and potentially Jericho. Have we seen a Roman Reigns-Chris Jericho feud? I feel like that's something we would have seen. Probably. I'm going to stick with it. I will say Rusev wins and I'm going to say Kevin Owen wins. Owens wins because I think Triple H is going to show up in some form or fashion, you know, dressed as a cameraman or something to take out uh, Rollins again. But uh, what say you for these final two matches that you're just so in love with? I can tell. Well, I can't say that Reigns is going to win. Okay. I just can't. I can't do it. It's not not, not part of my being. So you am I penciling in Rusev or am I penciling in that like the ring collapses and nobody wins? Um, the real winner of that match will be me, because I'll get to watch Lana for a while. I'm writing that da, down. Da, 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 da. I'm literally writing that down. It says, Doc Manson says, me wins. <laughs> well, I can't be wrong. That sounds like a perfect production. <laughs> I could see you doing that one month. It's just all of your productions are the real winners of this match will be <laughs> the fans of professional wrestling. Uh, and who wins the universal title? I don't know. Owens has been so one note. I feel like you should get that belt off of him ASAP. But... We still don't know anything about Triple H. So that could be a thing that comes into play. Or they could just stop mentioning Triple H as having been a part of that and just sweep it under the rug like it never happened like they always do. And Triple H could come back and be Seth Rollins' buddy again. That'd be all right. Well, except Rollins mentions it each and every week. It's true. He won't just shut up about it, will he? Oh, God. Okay, Kevin Owens wins. All right. I don't like Rollins enough to let him win, so. Uh, I feel like we should do our positivity now before the emails, just because I can't say that was the most optimistic set of predictions and productions we've ever made. But uh, we'll save it for the end. We'll keep the we'll keep the usual theme going. We do have emails, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Let's fire it on up. Starting with this first email from DDT Wrestling fan Mitchell Moore Monroe. I almost called him Mitchell Morgan. Your name is not Mitchell Morgan. I apologize. Why did DC turn heel last week when he said 
he didn't want to see Shawn Michaels wrestle at the Royal Rumble. Joking aside, I get it, and it'd worry me that it wouldn't live up to the hype. But for me, I guess, the mere hype of HBK being in the ring again, with AJ Styles nonetheless, would carry me through the whole match just on principle. Also, he's such a great storyteller, he could sell a match without being as athletically impressive as we remember. That being said, it'll never happen. But if it did, I'd make Jason's Goldberg reaction look like general disinterest. Sorry, no question this week. Just a reply to stuff from last week. I'd like to point out, Mitchell, that your very first sentence was a question. And I don't qualify it as turning heel. I qualify it as being realistic. You shouldn't want someone who hasn't wrestled in 10 years to wrestle, especially when it's not going to be a Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg-style match, when it's going to be Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles. Oh, you mean it's going to be good? No, I mean it's going to be a tech- oh. it's going to be a fast-paced technical style match as opposed to what could be a plotting methodical brawl. And I see what you did there. I see what you did there. You could pose all you want. I do see what you did. You you know, you're implying that Survivor Series, the main event of Survivor Series cuz you better believe that's going to close the show, not the 5 on 5 singles match. Uh you know, it has the potential to not be good. It also has the potential to be decent. That's about as high as I'm willing to go. Yeah, I don't know. Like, on principle, he's right. AJ Styles, HPK, great match, great match. But again, I wanted to see that a decade ago, not... You know, and, and, and I do agree that Michael's... Has shown to has shown us that he is a good storyteller. So I could see something where the whole story is he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. Oh my goodness, he does have it a little bit. But that's also assuming that he's in enough shape to be able to tell that story. Even he probably is, but I I, I don't know. I don't know. I would rather just see AJ Styles continue to be awesome. There are, there are a laundry list of guys that are currently on the roster or in NXT that I would rather see. That's all. That's fair. Alright. That is fair. Our final email. Only two this week, but that's okay. These are our besties. Oh, our good buddy Glenn. Oh, Glenn. With it being announced that a major TV company is bringing wrestling back to British television, what are your views on the five Three-minute rounds, two falls, two submissions, or a KO to decide the winner format? And would you watch it if syndicated to a U.S. station? Thanks, Glenn. Oh, this is new to me. A major TV company is bringing wrestling back to British television. Well, good for them. British television obviously is very popular. Uh, we just saw, you know, uh, the new crop of talents... Uh, heading to the WWE Performance Center includes one, if not more than one, uh, top British person. But uh, the you know I don't know how familiar you are with World of Sport style wrestling, where they actually did have rounds like a boxing match. I'm assuming not familiar at all would be my guess. Uh, I'm familiar with the uh, 
well, what was the King of the Mountain Championship in uh, TNA, and now I have no idea what it's called. The Glorious Championship? The the Grand Championship? The Grand Championship? That might be it. I think that's it. Anyways, they they now do something where they have rounds, and there are judges who award the rounds, and unless it ends in a pinfall or submission and it ends early but you can theoretically have no pinfall no submission and the match will get decided by the judges um, as a result of the points from the three rounds so it's something like that I guess and the impact grand champion is currently do you know it was Aaron Rex but he lost it Uh, oh Moose is it Moose yeah three Three-minute rounds with special event matches going five minutes, ten-point system, jugging categories. Oh, interesting. It's interesting, but it's also stupid. And the belt is a very interesting-looking belt. That that looks to me like a belt that they borrowed some Lucha Underground look to. Yeah, you know, sort it's, of. It's, it is the six-sided, like the six-sided ring, and but still. It, that looks the like thing I don't like about belt. it is it's completely arbitrary. It wouldn't really, it literally wouldn't matter what you would see in the ring. A, a judge could just go either way for any reason or no reason. Mm-hmm. And if even if they're, I presume I've never actually seen the judges like present their reasoning. It's just the points. So I'm surprised that WWE didn't try a round system. What with the way televised wrestling works with the commercial thing like they could do rounds and actually take a break during now I guess it wouldn't work for the live fans but taking a break for commercials in between the rounds yeah uh you know will I watch it to be honest Glenn and I I adore you and all of the members of NAI UK probably not um just because I already don't watch Ring of Honor I don't watch Ring of Honor. I don't. Wa- I'm not watching Lucha Underground currently. I'm not watching TNA. I'm barely keeping up with the amount of wrestling in WWE right now. Uh, so no, I probably won't watch it. I don't know what the what exactly is happening with this big news from Monday. Where can I ask you a question? Yeah, you can ask me whatever you want. Why do you watch the WWE? Like you of all people, you who loves wrestling. You who loves, like, the actual sort of wrestling of it, to some extent, I think. Um, Why haven't you become fed up with the WWE and it's too much programming, spread too thin? Why haven't you decided, I'm going to be an indie wrestling guy and check out this awesome stuff that nobody's... Why why are you, of all people, haven't you gotten into the, the independent scene? Uh, if I had to boil it down, and this probably reflects on me as a fan, but I'm okay with it, um, the convenience of WWE Network. Uh, I well, that's true. I don't have to go. You know, uh, the masked fan was like, go. You know, YouTube some indie guys, and I'm like, honestly, no, because you know, and 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 I like I like knowing things in. Order. I went back and bought Lucha Underground Season 2 so that I could watch it sequentially. If I start randomly pulling... I tried to do this. Somebody sent me... I don't remember who it was. But somebody sent me a match of Fergal Devitt, 
before he became Finn Balor versus Zack Sabre Jr. And it was from some random show, and I watched it, and I was like, yes, the in-ring action is great, but I don't know the story. I don't know who these characters are. It's not working for me. I need the backstory. I need the history. You know, if I were to start watching Ring of Honor again, I would literally have to go back to when I stopped watching it in the spring and catch up on the last six months because I can't just pick up. That's why I tried to watch TNA and I was like, uh, EC3 and uh, Drew Galloway are on the roof of a building talking and I don't know what they're talking about and I can't do it. So with WWE. I will say, I think. I'll say I did, and maybe you did too, but I think we both went through that sort of phase of, well, again, speaking for myself, when we were in college and TNA first was becoming a thing. Oh, absolutely. I agree with I you I got way into TNA. I got way into the X Division, and it didn't matter what new guys they threw out there on the X Division, because they were always going to do something that was freaking amazing, and it was losing my mind over these spot fest style wrestling matches that I had really never seen before because I hadn't watched WCW. And at that time, it didn't matter to me. The story didn't matter. All that stuff. They could have shown me anything for any reason, any time, and I would have been, oh, that's awesome! Um, But I think I'm just not in that phase anymore. And maybe that's just what it's about, is I had that phase already, and that's just not where I am now. Well, and again, I liked everything I was seeing from Ring of Honor, but they make it so insanely difficult to be a fan of their programming that I'm going to choose paying nine ninety nine a month to be able to sit yeah. down and turn it on and watch any of the archive stuff, you know, to be able to watch. You know, I, I could stop watching Raw and SmackDown and just watch the pay-per-views and still feel like with the promo packages and everything, I still feel like I would probably get my money's worth. And, you know, there have been moments where I've considered that at least in the short term of, you know, doing something like that. Um, and, you know, I, they've got me historically. I've been a fan of WWE since 1993 and being able to go back and watch all of the stuff before that. So, you know, this is, this is going on while I did take a break from all wrestling for a while. This is going on almost 25 years with this same company. There's a, you know, they've they've kind of got you. Jason Maltoff and the NAI pod guys have talked about this all the time. You know, they've got you purely on nostalgia. So. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I am intrigued by this, whatever it is, Fly Sports or whatever it was, that's going to be offering. Flow Slam. Whatever. That's going to be offering some, some sort of streaming service for indies. And I'll keep. Flosslam. Flotsam and Jetsam? Yeah, that's it. There you go. Uh, I'll, you know, keep an eye on that and see what they're offering. And if, you know, but then again, it was something like they were already talking about $150 a year. And I'm like, nope. You, I don't remember if it was you who tweeted. $20 a month. I think it was you. That, I think it was you then that was tweeting this out was like, you know, you, you can, or maybe it was somebody else, but you cannot hope to be any sort of competition if you're going to be charging more than WWE Network. It doesn't matter if you have more programming, more content, more um, promotions that people want to see. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that matters. I don't think you can charge more than the WWE Network and expect to attract those casual fans. Absolutely not. 
you'll get the you'll get the hardcore fans who will you know feel proud of themselves from get you know ridding themselves of the yoke of WWE and are willing to pay a little bit extra in order to get superior programming uh, but that's all you're going to get you're going to be a niche market like Ring of Honor it's the same kind of thing $20 a month is very expensive yeah if they wanted to be literally competitive you would come out and you would say okay it's 777 or it's you know 555 899 yeah you you drop the price by any you know, amount, and maybe you'll get some people who are like, well, I'm already paying for this, I'm already paying for this. It's like Netflix and Hulu, you know, a lot of people pay for both. I could see people being like, if it's $10 a month for each, I will pay for two wrestling right. programs. Yeah. So, but you've got to offer everything. Again, Ring of Honor, $60 a year, so it's $5 a month, but they don't offer pay-per-views. Right. What's the point? Their archive isn't complete, which I could have, I could, part of me could understand that part, but there's no point in me paying $5 a month just so I can watch TV when much of your weekly TV is all recaps. No thanks. Right. All right. Well, we, we have kind of traveled the world here. We talked, we did some serious science. We talked nutrition. Then we got into Hell in a Cell. Now we're talking about the world of wrestling as it is. I feel like I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I feel like there's one thing that we have to discuss. Okay. Where's Pav? Oh man, Pav. The PAV. This is like the first time in months, I think. Well, let's see. We, we got haven't had we got regular Pav. emails from him up until September 29th. And then it was September 15th, but then it was September 8th and September 1st. So he's kind of taken a week off here and there. But, yeah, he is a, he is our regular uh, email bestie, and he's not there. I'm glad Glenn and Mitchell were there to pick up the slack a little bit. But uh, I hope Pav is okay. I hope so, too. We were thinking of Pav. Uh, give us some positivity. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're dead to me. All right. Fair enough. I've been there before. Give me some uh, positivity in the world of wrestling that you're going to take with you. Did you watch Lucha Underground yesterday? Because that's usually where you go to. Um, I watched it a little bit, but there was not. I mean, it was a good show, but there wasn't anything I was super crazy about on it. It was just a good show. You remember Super Crazy? I do. He drove a tractor. Yeah. So, anything positive, or are you going to talk Halloween? You can you can talk about your Halloween decorations. That can be your piece of positivity. We never said it had to be wrestling. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to think about wrestling. What happened this week? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Um, regardless of where it is on the card, and even regardless of the circumstances of which it was born, uh, this Sunday, Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks are going to step inside Hell in a Cell, and that will be, for better or worse, the first time female talents will compete in that sort of gimmick match. And while I have taken it to task for a variety of different ways, you cannot deny that this is a historic event. It doesn't need to happen last to still be historic. Uh, so that is my piece of positivity. I think we're going to see something 
special on Sunday. Maybe not in the entire pay-per-view, but that match specifically, I have high hopes that those two uh, talents are are going to uh, do their best to steal the show. That sounds fair, DC. That sounds like a good piece of positivity. And I still haven't come up with anything, so I will say that as well. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I mean, the list of Jericho was funny this week. You you could mention that just Chris Jericho continues to kill it. And yeah, it may come at the expense of Kevin Owens and or Seth Rollins, but that's not necessarily Chris Jericho's fault. No, not at all. And again, I don't care about Seth Rollins. I, I enjoyed his interaction with Braun Strowman. Yes, that, that part was, was very funny. Uh, all right. Are you going to buy a You Just Made the List t-shirt? Nope. I really don't buy wrestling t-shirts. You can buy a DDT wrestling t-shirt by going to prowrestlingtees.com slash newageinsiders and pick up a DDT wrestling shirt and any and all NAI and NAI network merch that strikes your fancy. That is a thing you can do. You can also uh, subscribe to us, the DDT Wrestling Podcast, on iTunes, Stitcher, your uh, podcast portal of choice. Uh, Take two minutes to write us a review. It helps us grow. It helps us acquire more followers and more listeners and more members of the neighborhood. Take two minutes to tell two of your friends about the fantastic scientific knowledge you now have, thanks to Doc Manson and the DDT Wrestling Podcast. And as always, send us your emails, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Did I miss anything? You know how... uh you know how I know that we've made it, DC? How do you know that we've made it? Well, I've gotten e- email notifications, uh, about, I don't know, five of them over the course of the last 48 hours, that we have random new people signing up for ddtpod.com. And those random new people, of course, are all coming from the same odd Euro- Euro- European European Union um web domain so clearly they're just a spam of some kind so uh yeah that's how i know we made it we have we have come under attack by the spam bots of the internet they have found us and our membership grows thanks to them i i feel like we're on the nebuchadnezzar i feel like it's part of the matrix now they found us they did we were lurking we have to charge the emp all right there ladies and gentlemen uh, we are DDT Wrestling. I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, uh, host co-host, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Uh, check out the weekly wrestling news. It pro- I imagine it's going to take another week's hiatus for the Halloween season. I think you should do, whether it's a Manson Family podcast or just Doc Talk, I think you should do a Halloween podcast. Take a break from the decorating and stuff and just go into movies and what you like about it and, you know, walk people through your cardboard stuff. You can even periscope it and, like, show people what you're doing because it's true. I don't know many people and this is just this might just be me being, you know completely unmanly in the area of electrical wiring and things, but I don't know many people that go to the levels you go to with your uh, your decorating, and I think people would like to see it. Eh, 
I wish my decorating was better this year is the only thing. Uh, some of my lights aren't working out the way I would have hoped, and I'm behind well, on but my this is, silhouette. This is, this is year one. You're going to have a whole 12 months to prepare for year two. Except I'll wait until the last two weeks before I start doing it. We'll start reminding you, know. you. We'll start reminding you after you know SummerSlam. We'll be like, all right, we know where wrestling is going to go for the next few months. Why don't you start doing your your Halloweening? Yeah, it's probably fair. That's probably fair. All right, uh, you can check us out on a private earful, which will be coming to you later this weekend. Uh, once I watch, oh, yeah. once I watch NXT, and I imagine once Doc Manson watches NXT, we'll get ahead. That's the thing I should do. We'll get ahead and record that show. Lindsay Dorado once again going to be part of it. I think Asuka's on there. And so. uh, Kota Ibushi. Who? Exactly. Uh, I remember one show you ended with like. Bailey who? And I just thought that was funny. Huh. Bailey who? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This is going to be our best show ever. I want to actually take a minute and thank everybody real quick. Uh, I I have to look. No. I have to look because I believe our show last week. Yes, it was number one. Is it? Yeah. Is it, it is. the number one show? I got to look. It is. Yes. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you helped us make history. Episode 55, titled Almonds, Donuts, Owen, Styles, HBK, and Retching on Command, uh, is, yeah. currently, <laughs> is currently our biggest show to date. And actually, episode 52 has cracked the top 10. So, yeah. With the addition of those two episodes uh, to the top 10... Uh, the Manson Family Podcast episode two dropped off of the top ten, so you've got to do another just one. A reason to do another one. You've got to do another one. But uh, I want to thank everyone. You know, uh, we we were debating, you know, on Twitter, just Doc and I, whether or not, uh, you know, me scheduling a bunch of tweets to promote DDT wrestling worked. I seem to believe it did. We're going to try it again. So episode fifty six, which is going to be entitled something like gluten. Uh, kettle corn, Hell in a Cell, and British wrestling, or something like that. Uh, Satan and his dog <laughs> in a cell. <laughs> that's what you should. That should be the name of the episode. All right, episode fifty-six. Satan and his dog. Dot 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 in a cell. You got it. All right, uh, we're going to see if we can get that to crack the top ten too. Because if that's the case, then you know we're almost at three hundred listens, which is just remarkable. Remarkable. All right. And that's that, ladies and gentlemen. He is Doc Mance. Anything else you'd like to say? You know, I know you never do, but I'm going to ask each and every week anyways. Uh, anything else you'd like to say before we head on out into that good night, my friend? You know that I never do. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Until we meet again, my friends, we will see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>